Verbally Effective with Ina Esco is an interview-style podcast that intersects art, culture, politics, and entertainment with a Memphis focus. With producer Sanaa Marie. Each week, I'm joined by a featured guest with roots in Memphis. Verbally Effective delves into each guest's personal journey to uncover the incredible stories fueling their purpose the highs and lows of their pursuits, and how through their passion, they are moving the culture forward. Be sure to follow Verbally Effective and Ina Esco on Instagram. Also, download the Verbally Effective podcast on SoundCloud, iTunes, and Google Play Music. Don't forget to check out the website and submit to be a guest at verballyeffective.com. Hello, it's the Verbally Effective Podcast. Um, Aina Esco, double A. Um, thank you. This is Code Dwight. Tune in. This is Cynthia Daniels, Chief Event Strategist of Cynthia Daniels and Company, and I'm on Verbally Effective Podcast with Aina Esco. Hey, I'm Dana James Mwangi, and I am verbally effective because I stay true to myself. From corporate employee to full-time entrepreneur, Dana James Mwange career has evolved from being an in-house digital designer to brand strategist, speaker, and coach to creative professionals. Dana wanted to highlight the businesses, artists, and organizations in her community. She founded Cheers Creative, a consultancy that provides industry leaders with clear brand messaging, brand design, and web design. Since opening Cheers, Dana's work, story, and writings about design and entrepreneurship have been featured and referenced in Essence, Forbes, Afrotech, and more. She also co-created and launched a seven-week branding accelerator that helped entrepreneurs nationwide create clear messaging, pivot their businesses, and increase profit during the COVID-19 pandemic. Dana was chosen by Grow with Google to serve as Google Digital Coach for her local Memphis community, providing free digital skills training and coaching to help Black and Latinx small businesses reach new customers, thrive online, and grow. Verbally Effective, your double E, Ina Esco here. Thank you guys so much for tuning in to yet another episode of the Verbally Effective Podcast. I'm your host, your double E, Ina Esco. Don't forget to check out the website and get that merch, that Ivy Multimedia merch on all social media platforms at Ina Esco, E-N-A-E-S-C-O. But I'm, in, I'm so excited today because I have one of the hottest entrepreneurs out here in this digital branding game. Do you hear me? And she from Memphis. She is from Memphis. I am talking about Dana James Mwange. How are you, lady? Ina, I am good. I'm happy to be here. I'm excited. Yes. You got me over here dancing and thanks. Yes, like, yes. <laughs> That's how we do over here at Verbally Effective. Now, you know, Dana is the founder of Cheers Creative. I know you've heard of it, but she's going to get all into, you know, her branding world. Also, she's a Google digital coach. Did you hear me? I said Google. Google. Hello. Also a board member of Envision Lead Grow. So let's start at the beginning, Dana. What part of Memphis are you from? A Parkway Village. Of Perkins and Night Arnold and American Way and Mall of Memphis. Yes! <laughs> yes! Uh, yeah. Tell me about growing up over there in Parkway Village. Um, I mean, I just had a, I had a regular childhood growing up in Memphis in the 90s, going to Cromwell, going to uh, Wooddale. Um, With I was the art kid. It was a, a little lonely at times because I was, you know, drawing and kind of nerdy and geeky and all of that stuff. Um, mm-hmm. But I've always been drawing. You know, and so that's what I was doing, you know, drawing and also in choir and things like that. Oh, so you can sing over here. Yes, I can sing very well. <laughs> I'm here, look, I'm hearing a little alto. Am I right? Or is, is yeah, it, it's an alto that can get up to like soprano one. <laughs> okay. I love it. Okay. So going over there in Parkway Village, uh, do you have any siblings? Yes, I'm, okay. I'm the oldest. And then I have my baby brother, 
uh, two years behind me. We fought like cats and dogs until I moved out. That's when I realized he loved me. And this <laughs> that's always how it is with best friends. I feel you. And then my baby sister, uh, who's seven years younger than me. Wow. So you all were pretty close. You and your brother, man. <laughs> we were pretty close to Look, eventually you and your brother. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> okay, so what did you do after high school, Dana? After high school, I did what I thought I was supposed to do. I went to college and I failed miserably. Really? Failed miserably at the first college that I went to. Where did um, you go? Rude Awakening. Um, I went to UT Chattanooga. Okay. I went okay. to UT Chattanooga and I was in their graphic design program and it just wasn't a good fit for me. Um, and I ended up falling into depression and um, dropping out. I was an art school dropout. Wow. What, what, what was causing that depression, Dana? What was going on? Um, just, I wasn't, I was no longer, I think I, my identity had been wrapped up in being the art kid, the one that could draw. Now all of a sudden here I am in a sea of people that are way better than me. Gotcha. And I'm like, I'm struggling to make the grade, struggling to do this and do that. And some other dynamics at play. Um, it's just, it just wasn't a good fit for me. Um, mm -hmm. You know, and I, and I, I had to leave. I, I literally had to, I had a nervous breakdown. Wow. Um, and I literally, I had to leave. Um, and yeah, I was a dropout, our school dropout. And my mother said, you know, why don't you go to the University of Memphis? I went to the University of Memphis and flourished there. Flourished in the wow. best decision I could have made. So when you came back home, Dana, what do you think was the pivotal moment for you that, you know, got you back on track and kept you grounded at that point? Um, I was going to school and I felt like, I don't know, I guess a light was turned on in my head when I went to U of M. And I was like, wait a minute. I'm not dumb. I'm not like I my intel my intelligence or my self esteem my self esteem was so shot. Mm. You know, that was another thing. Um and my confidence started to rebuild um when I returned home. Mm -hmm. And home has always been a soothing place for me. Memphis, yeah. you know, has always been a a um a place where I could just come home, you know, mm -hmm. and start over. Um and I've had to do that a couple of times in my life. So I came back to Memphis. 20 years old, I said, okay, I'm going to go uh, to U of M for my junior year. And then I got pregnant with my first child. Okay. okay. And then, and I, then had I had to, to sit out of school again. Okay. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Like, 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 I, I, I don't know, know what I'm going to do. do. I said, you know what? what? I'm going to start, start freelancing. So that'll be my school curriculum. I like, that'll be my school curriculum. Freelancing into a real world work. Wow. Um... Well, well, I'm out of school, school. So I get back to school, school. I'll be right in place with everybody else, else, you know, you know? And, and I bought all the design books, books. I could find on Amazon, I'm studying, logo uh, design, design, studying, package design, studying, typography, studying all this stuff with this baby on my lap. Yeah. And when I got back to school, that's exactly what happened. I was, you know. I was, I was in the, in the top, top of my class, class because, because I had real, real world work and I had been studying. So, so I graduated from U of M and um, I, I, went I went right into working, working in, my in my field. field. Wow. wow. Now let's, now let's back up for a second and, and talk about, about that freelance life. life. What, what did you notice, notice was, you know, you know intriguing about, about being a freelancer? What was intriguing? Number one, it was real world work. And, and I remember, I remember my first freelance client like it was yesterday. Um, um, she, 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 had she had a cleaning business, business. and she, and she showed me a business card, and I was like, "This doesn't look like you clean." Just based off the card, and I was like, "We're gonna clean this all the way up." And I remember I redesigned it, gave it back to her. She looked down at that card. She said, "Is this me?" I said, "Yeah, that's you." And what I saw was I was able to. Take, take design, design and make, make it to where, where yes, help, help customers perceive you in a certain way, but also, but also there's, there's a transformation that happens within, within the business owner. owner. Mm -hmm. When, when, when you, your, your visuals, visuals look a certain way, way like, you know, you know, it, it gives you a confidence boost. It helps you to become a better seller, a better leader. You're not trying to hide because you're confident in your website. You're confident in your business card. And I got that. I saw that reaction with the client for the first time at 20, 21. 
And I was, and I was like, like oh, that's who I want to get doing this. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Especially when you see the effect you have on your customers. Like, they are really happy and their lives have changed. Like, I'm really doing something right. Wow. So when you graduated University of Memphis, you said you got right into your field. Tell me about that. ワクワクしてるんですよ。ワクワクしてるんですよ。ワクワクしてるんですよ。ワクワクしてるんですよ。ワクワクしてるんですよ。ワクワクしてるんですよ。ワクワクしてるんですよ。ワクワクしてるん
because I was in corporate. You know, I just, I just didn't know. And the more I started just getting information, the less afraid I became to jump. And I was like, you know what? I'm ready to bet on myself. And I told my baby boy, I said, by the time you're in first grade, you won't have to go uh, to daycare anymore. I also didn't like that him going to before school care, uh, school and after school care. And I felt like he was just gone from me. And I, I just didn't like the way that felt, you know, and he was starting to feel the effects of that, too. I said, mommy's going to be right here when you get out of school. And I'll be able to take you to the park on a random Tuesday. Okay. That became my goal. Gotcha. Wow. And I, I did exactly what I said I, I was going to do. <laughs> okay. I, 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 I hear you now Dana what how did you know it was that time to make that shift I know I heard what you said you know you ingested all of this knowledge with mm-hmm. entrepreneurship did you have what was your plan is it like okay when I get to this amount of money on my freelance side I'm making that move what was so, those steps what have I was saving up money. I tried to have a cushion as much as possible. Also, I already had clients lined up. Hey. So it was not like I had to leave my job and then go find clients. I was already freelancing. And it got to a point where I said, the only thing that's standing in my way is time. Mm-hmm. I was like, I just need the time to do it. And sure enough. And also at the time, you know, I'm engaged to the love of my life, okay. you know, as well, yes, had a new love. Ah, and, uh, <laughs> love. Yes, and I remember uh, when I when I quit, um, I was making darn near just as much as I was at my job coming mm. out the gate. Boom, coming out the gate. Yep, I know they were sad to see you leave, Dana. They was like, I can't believe it. She, 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 you know, what do you mean you're leaving to start your job? And it's going to be hard and this, this, and that. I already had my website up. I already had work on that website. I already had everything in place. And I was prepared as I could be, you know. Just when, uh, when there's a big life change like that, you can prepare yourself as much as you can, but it's always going to be some stuff to count some curveballs and different things thrown at you. Oh, yes. Oh, yes. So at that moment, that was the birth of Cheers Creative, is mm-hmm. that correct? Yep. How did you come up with that name, Dana? Yeah, because I used to be called Dana James Design, right? Okay. Um, and so I just, this name just started coming to me. I'm like, you know, good design creates these moments in your business that you can celebrate. Good design brings you more customers. Good design makes you more confident. And that's something that is worth celebrating. And I thought about the word cheers. When you're celebrating a milestone, you got people all around you who either cheered you on emotionally, were there for you physically or financially or some kind of way. And you're exclaiming cheers to this. Mm. And so I'm like, you know, so cheers also represents a moment of celebration, but it also represents the, uh, the type of clients that I want. I want to be in it for the long haul with you so that we can meet your milestones. And that's where Cheers came from. And also when I was looking at that name, nobody had it. Mm. That's the other part. So yeah, it has meaning, but also I knew I could dominate with that name because nobody had it. Love it. Dominate. I love it. I love it. Now, what were some of the challenges you faced when you made that transition, Dana? Well, I made that transition. Uh, I was like making bank and I was doing really good. And got pregnant with twins, got sick really? immediately. Family. Yes. Oh. And I didn't count on getting so sick that I would be in the hospital once a month. Wow. Um, that I would have to refund clients and just be bedridden. You know, um, I didn't count. I didn't count on that. <laughs> right? How could you? You know? Yeah. Wow. I, I, and and then my, my self confidence tanked again. Like, who did I think I was? Mm. starting this business who, who who did i who did i think i was and how am i going to do this now you know with 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 three children and people automatically think that think that things are easier for married women just because they're that's not true even if, have partner, even if you have a partner you have that's now you have somebody that you if you love them you have to consider them i have a whole family mm-hmm. i have a whole family and i have twin girls mm. i got a growing boy I'm a newlywed and I just started a business and I'm sick. I'm not feeling well, mm-hmm. thrown up all the time, uncontrollably lost 50 pounds. I was walking down the street one time um, and my pants fell down. And I was like five months pregnant. That's how skinny mm-hmm. I was. Really? And it happened right in front of somebody I used to work with. I just sat up here and just left this job. 
And they saw me in the store and they said, oh, Dana, you look bad. This is somebody I just got through working with. Mm. And so saw me leave. I'm like, I'm leaving. <laughs> you know? And yeah, so that, that was a moment that I, that I won't forget. You know. Wow. But you persevered, Dana. You got through it. You got through it. I persevered and a lot of times I was in the hospital at night and I started watching YouTube and I started drawing strength from these women I would see on YouTube. At the time I didn't realize being a content creator was a thing. So it was about 2012, right about now. And so I'm introduced to people like Mimi G, uh Dr. Nina Ellis Hervey, Hervey, uh, uh you know, all these people on YouTube showing you how to do beauty and health and how to have high self-esteem. And there was this one woman in particular, Dr. Nina Ellis Hervey, uh, that I watched. She looked like me, had a big old afro, was going after her dreams. She was a professor and she had this channel and she was herself. And I was like, when I get the strength after I had these babies, I'm going to give this business all that I have. Mm. I'm just not going to quit. Now I'm going to accept that hey you know i may not be able to move as fast <laughs> as, as somebody else but that just means i need to find a different way to work and so the babies were born oh god and being a twin mom is i love it love, love. it my i love my babies <laughs> i know you do yeah it, it, it was oh they brought so much joy into our lives yeah. they brought so much joy into our lives and my strength i regained my strength um and i you know, and I said, well, I can't get out like other people because I'm still a party at one at this point, still a solopreneur. So I'll make the internet my best friend. I'll get out on the internet. Yes. If I can't get out locally, I'll get out on the internet. And that ended up being the best thing I could have ever done. Wow. So at that point, um, you said you was going to give it all you had. Mm -hmm. You were once again getting mm -hmm. all this information mm -hmm. on social media about content creators because we all know the internet is massive. We have so much information at our fingertips. Would you say at that point, you reinvented yourself once again? You, you I, would, I would say so. And you know what's funny about that? I, I didn't, at that time, it didn't feel crowded to me on the internet. It felt, it felt crowded, to, crowded to me locally. Mm. I'm like, does Memphis really need another web designer, graphic designer? So at the time, 2012, I'm like, I feel room to breathe over here. Right. So, so it didn't feel crowded at the time. Um, and I was, what I started doing was not just designing, but talking about why I loved it and what I thought about design. It let you see a peek into the brain that creates the design. Yeah. And so I ended up getting my first piece of press in 2014. I, I, was, I saw I was getting traffic from Forbes through Google Analytics. And I was like, what is this? <laughs> and I clicked on it and there was a, a blog post in there referencing one of my blog posts on logo design. And, oh. I, and that really lit a fire under me. I was like, and I did that with babies sitting on my lap. I was like, eh, okay. Yes, I love it. From the, his house as well. <laughs> with the baby. With my, in my robe, I did that. I was like, okay, well, I'm going to keep on going. And there were times, of course, I was overwhelmed. Of course, I wanted to quit. Of course, I went through all of that, rethinking everything. You know, because that's how entrepreneurship does. There's a whole bunch of ups and a whole bunch of downs. And if I could go back and do it all over again, I would have also included therapy sessions in my entrepreneurship plan. Wow. Most definitely. Yes. Wow. It's amazing, Dana, um, that, you know, you got that first piece of press. And it was really you being yourself. You mm -hmm. being yourself, giving a peek into your real world, your personality, and that's what got you some traffic. That's what made the difference, being my true, authentic self. I yeah. didn't know I didn't have a big old agency. I didn't have a team of 20. I, I didn't have an office downtown, but I had heart and I had an opinion, mm -hmm. you know, and I had a drive and it was enough. It was more than enough. Yes. And so I continued to just do that, continue to just be myself and press and opportunities just kept coming. Awesome. Dana, talk a bit about how important it is to do that very thing about being yourself with your business. Because I know that you are molding these entrepreneurs with their branding strategies, mm -hmm. you know, and, and oftentimes you look at people that are successful and you may take, you know, some tips from them. Right. Oftentimes a lot of people mimic other people thinking that yes, is the way. 
Uh-huh. But how important is it to be authentic, Dana? It's super important to be authentic because that's the sometimes honestly, that's the only thing that differentiates you from somebody else. Mm-hmm. To be honest, sometimes it's you. It's 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 doing business with you. People are buying the experience with you. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? You go get a logo anywhere. But why? But me making you feel like you want to get it from me, that's branding. That's that that's branding. And so I, I had to learn that. And I also had to learn the difference in yes, being myself online and putting myself out there mm. to you know, you know those are two different things. I'ma be myself, but I don't have to give you everything. Right. Look at Beyonce. Do you know her favorite color? No. Okay. But we, but Exclusivity, she baby. Us, right. She's <laughs> given us so much. She has given us so much. I can give and still keep something for myself. I, you, and that is a, and it's like learning how to ride a bike, learning how to, there's a balance between telling your story, what you stand for, uh, what you believe and then client success stories. Um, there, there's a, there's a, there's a, and, and then literally asking for the sale of whatever it is that you're, that you're selling. And that's a balance that you have to learn, but you only can learn it if you get out there and just start experiment, experimenting with telling different stories. I don't have to tell my entire life story every time. Mm-hmm. Everything is a story. Yeah. Everything. Wow. Amazing. Now, do you find it difficult mm-hmm. sometimes to pull that out of your clients? For- oh, God, yes. <laughs> but, but, but also, especially for Black people, especially for Black women. Why? Because, oh, gosh, you know why. It is, it, you know, and you know what's funny? You can have, uh, read books and from white male industry leaders saying, be yourself. But oftentimes, Black people get punished for being themselves. Mm. You know, it's not that easy. I literally have to do a little bit of life coaching, it seems. Um, and I, I, and I can't get out here and tell people that it's easy. No, it's not, it took me forever to show up and have a headshot on my website with my Afro. Mm. It took me forever just to do that. If there's things at stake, just showing my natural hair at the time, 2012, 2011, uh, 2013, you see what I'm, and even now in some parts of the world, can't wear it like, or in, in certain jobs or whatever, you can't wear it cause it's considered to be unkept. Mm, not because it's a hazard (laughs) (laughs) and so we're still dealing with stuff like that it it costs black people to be themselves yeah and 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 as a black branding strategist i understand that Mm -hmm. and that's why i also teach like if you look at the head of honeypot um the uh the feminine um natural feminine care uh brand she did a commercial during black history month saying that I hope my story inspires other black girls to become entrepreneurs. They cut up. And white people went and tried to distort, destroy her business they because tried. she simply spoke the truth. Black people are less likely to get funding for their businesses, for their business ideas. Mm-hmm. It happens all the time, all the time. And she was doing nothing but speaking the truth. And be, But because she had been doing this branding and because she had been putting out what she stands for, black women came in and saved the day. Black women came in and bought up all her product. Black women came in on. and reversed those reviews. See, that's the power of storytelling and letting people know where you stand and who you for. It, 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 will, it will literally carry you. It will literally save you. Black women was like, I don't think so. Y'all not about to do this to, to honeypots. I don't think so. You can barely find a honeypot on the shelves now. That's true. I remember that like it was yesterday. And we came out in droves. We did. We did. It, it was, and it was amazing to see. And that's when I said storytelling will save you. Okay. So, storytelling will lift you up, mm-hmm. you know? Yeah. So she's, and she's good. I mean, they hit a honeypot. She's good, good. All right. Yeah, she's doing fine. <laughs> well, do you think that, um, you know, I, I heard you say black people feel like they're going to be punished for for being themselves. Do you think that th- this era is changing and adapting to expecting oh, us more? I think um, things are changing slightly, but we, and you best believe we pushed for it. Mm-hmm. Uh, I remember that summer of 2020 when 
things got real hot on the block. And you know what? There was this eruption online, this eruption in the streets. And black people was like, you know what? Y'all gonna have to start putting your money where your mouth is. Start hiring and trusting black people, putting them in leadership positions. And we started demanding more out of these companies and all that stuff. And it was just great to see, to be honest. It yeah. was wonderful to see. Um, yeah, I mean, racism, white supremacy, all that stuff is still in place. Mm-hmm. Let's not fool ourselves. <laughs> that system is still intact. But um, to me, to live in this digital age where you can you can make your voice heard, it's one of the best things to have ever happened to Black people. Yes, yes, I agree so much, Dana. And you know, like you mentioned, this digital world, it seems like everyone is building a brand or promoting themselves in some type of way. Mm-hmm. What do you think people get wrong about branding? They think it's just about selling, selling, selling. They think it's just about, I got to have the best product. I'm just going to push my product. Mm-hmm. But the truth is, a product is just a product. But making them want it to buy from you, that's branding. And just like, even look at Apple products. If, if you love Apple products like a lot of us do, I do. I have I Apple do. products all up and through this house. Um, my, my thing is, their product wonderful but they don't have the mindset that oh apple products speak for themselves they put hundreds of millions of dollars into marketing Mm -hmm. hundreds of millions of dollars into telling customer stories you know and so um yeah no your product does not speak for itself no matter how great it is no your service does not speak for itself if you're an artist your art can be great but it does not speak for itself then you still have to get out there and promote it and share your process and just talk about it you know and I think that's a lot of times people just, you know, I put my website out there, I got my product out there and that's enough. And that's just not true because mm-hmm. what the average consumer is bombarded with over 5,000 com- commercial messages a day. So your product can be awesome, but think about your customer. Your customer is fighting through so much noise online. <laughs> and one thing that will get through all that noise is your authentic self, your authentic story, because nobody can take or duplicate that. Yes, yes. Now, Dana, you talk about how creative professionals must leave room for failing publicly. Let's talk about this for a minute, because we typically, you know, don't want to fail and definitely not in public. (laughs) So why is it so important to embrace failing publicly? Well, you're going to fail in that because this digital age is going to be kind of public, you know, (laughs) Um, but just failing in general you you kind of fail or learn. You don't even have to call them failures, lessons. Learn your way to success. Mm-hmm. You know, I have to make plenty. Once upon a time, I was offering photography. And I had to learn, wait a minute, that ain't my lane. That's not for me. So you, I could have looked at it as a failure because I didn't make any money from it. You know what I mean? But I learned, okay, I need, I, I need to stay in my zone of genius. You mm-hmm. see what I'm saying? And so I had to say, hey, I'm not offering photography anymore. And people was like, what? And I, was like, I was like, yeah, I'm going to offer what I really want to offer. And I, and I partnered with awesome photographers so that I didn't have to do that anymore. Yeah. You know? So you have to be willing to pivot. You have to be willing to uh, change your business model or, or, or whatever it is in public and not be afraid that you have to, you know, if you have to do that, it's, it's okay. You have to get into the practice of giving yourself grace. Yes. Even if you even if you feel like nobody else is giving it to you, give it to yourself because that's what's really going to last. I gotta be able to make changes. I gotta be able to pivot without letting anxiety take over me because I had to make a change in my business. Yeah. Especially now we've been, you know, all of us making so many pivots, especially with this COVID era. Now, do you feel that your industry is cutthroat somewhat? Absolutely. What's your experience with that? (laughs) (laughs) I'm in a white male dominated industry. I'm in a white male dominated industry. Um, I have, I've seen, and I've seen this in a lot of industries. I've been learning from other people, the photography industry, it's cutthroat. I'm in politics, it's cutthroat. It seems like other people in other industries have similar stories. Right. Um, You know, the, it's cutthroat because there's still this thought that there can only be one on the top. There's not that there's, if you get this deal, then there's no room for me. There's still this, you know, this idea that if somebody else made a million 
oh, they made my million dollars. No, they made their million dollars. Right. There's still room for you. And I don't think I don't think we have a good sense of how infinite um this 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 universe is because everything just looks so closed off to to us. But this universe is infinite and there are customers for you and you will find them if you go ahead and be yourself. Yes. You will find the right people for you. Um so but yeah, it's it it can be cutthroat. I have seen it uh, and I've had to deal with uh you know people second guessing me and me not really knowing if if it's because I'm black or it's because I'm young or if it's because I'm a woman um you know I, I even had a white male mentor who told me he said Dana I know that my advantage is that I'm a white man and that people will just believe that I know what I'm doing just because I'm a white man mm -hmm. you know he told me that he said and it sucks but I know that to be true and I know that you don't have that privilege mm. wow. you know he told you straight up. He, he told me straight up. He know. He know. Wow. Let's talk about your opportunity with Grow With Google. How did that come about? Tell me, tell me, tell me. <laughs> so Grow With Google, uh, the digital coaches program, it's a program that empowers uh, selected entrepreneurs in different cities to teach Black and Latinx entrepreneurs uh, digital skills to help them find new customers online, thrive and grow and they're in there's a coach in 20 different cities now um and there was a, a call out for a memphis coach there was a call out for a memphis coach and i said huh um somebody and then several people told me about it mm -hmm. and i was like okay this seems cool but you know i i just kind of let it you know sit there because i'm already a teacher i'm already doing brand strategy i'm already doing these things um and then i remember when the eruption of a George Floyd and Breonna Taylor just got to the brink online and I was, you know, in the middle of teaching and, I, and most of my students were black women and I saw how exhausted and tired they were and having to focus on their business and their families mm -hmm. and civil unrest and all this other stuff that was going on at the, and a pandemic at the time I got on and I, and I saw people protesting and I saw all this stuff. And I said, you know what? And I, I declared this publicly online. I said, if there's one thing I can do, I can help black people build things that cannot be burnt down. I can help people. I can help. We can build a virtual Tulsa. And I was referring to Tulsa, Oklahoma, the black wall street that was bombed. Right. Mm -hmm. I said, we can build a virtual, one, a virtual one. And all the while people keep nudging me. Apply for this Google position. Apply for this Google position. Little did I know that was setting me up to create virtual Tulsa. Wow. I love it. Virtual Tulsa. I love it. How did you feel? How did you feel when you were selected for this role? Um, I can't explain it. <laughs> What's funny is I wasn't even looking for it. Right. But I was the person for it. Not just because I know the products and because um, it's because I love to teach and I, I want to make sure that you get it and I have a heart for my city. I got a heart for my folks. Mm. Got a lot of people that you're teaching. Yes. You know, you got to really care about them. Um, and so it just, it, I can't, I can't really explain it. I think I took time to really sit and digest it. There were times I'm like, Oh my God, I can't believe it's real. But at the same time, also I have been working. Mm. I've been working to, for this. I, I said, I wanted to be excellent. I said, I wanted to be one of the best. And so in this digital age, when you put out good work and things like that, you get found. And so, <laughs> you know, you make yourself vocal, you get found. And so that, that, that's what, you know, happened. I'm extremely grateful of what this has, has allowed me to do, um, making tech, especially for older Black entrepreneurs, less intimidating, you know, and showing them, hey, you don't have to rely on word of mouth. You can make yourself seen. You can do ads. Yes, you can. You can run Google Analytics. Yes, you can. I can show you how to make your website work for you. I can show you how to uh, do everything online and collaborate with people so that you don't have to send you know, emails back and forth. You can work in the same document and streamline your whole process. Like I can show you how to be a better business owner leader because all your stuff is organized with tech. You know, and it's, it's, I love it. And the community is forming and I'm watching it form every time I teach. 
Yes. Wow. Amazing. I mean, would you say that this is like one of the best partnerships that you've had? Um, you know, I, I, with would, say so. I would say so. I, I would, I would definitely say so. Cause the other part of it is I didn't have to tuck any part of myself away. Amen. I matter fact, I launched a second business. Okay. Uh, so I got, I got you know, Cheers Creative, Dana James Mwangi LLC, you know, okay. and I, I haven't had to tuck any part of myself away to work with a corporation. They chose me because of who I am. Mm-hmm. And so I, they chose me because of, I, I, I am Dana and, um, and I, can, I get to be myself. And that's what I'm saying. Please be yourself. There's always room for you and be open to all the possibilities of the way you could show up in this world as yourself. Yes, I love it, Dana. I mean, your story is amazing. You're doing so much, you know, in this industry and for Black people. You know, right now we are at the beginning of Black History Month. What what does Black History Month mean to you, Dana? <laughs> Black History Month? Um, I mean, honestly, I, I think about Black History as something that's going on and happening all the time. Okay. I mean, it, yes, it is Black History Month, and I think when I was in school, I was more cognizant of, okay, this is the month. Right. The only, the only month we talk about ourselves. We celebrate ourselves, but I'm surrounded by Black entrepreneurs, Black creatives, Black thinkers, and, and regular Black folks that just save the day all the time That is that are coming up with great ideas, and, and I'm surrounded in Black excellence. And that black excellence doesn't necessarily have to do with being an entrepreneur or graduating from college. I'm around excellent black people mm-hmm. all the time. Mm-hmm. I'm around black history. I'm, I'm seeing people make history all the time. You know, um, I'm, well, the other day I paid, I just, I just decided, hey, I need to honor my grandfather. He was a brick mason. Mm-hmm. And then my aunt uh, was a teacher and she, from one of the first schools she taught in was a school that my grandfather built. And I look at how being a builder and being a teacher is in me. It's in me. Mm-hmm. And it's just that my tools are digital now. That's all. But that's in my blood to build. It's in my blood to teach. Yeah. We're all walking, living, breathing. We're making history every chance we get all the time. You know, it's it's not just, let's, let's just talk about it in, in February. <laughs> right. You know, so while it's great to have, and it's it's also great because you know, you know, that's when people, most people are cognizant of Black History, so you get to educate a lot of people. But I honor Black people and our contributions every day, twenty four seven. Twenty seven. Amen. Now, Dana, you know, with you being in this digital climate, mm-hmm. if you could look in your crystal ball and foresee maybe the next ten years down the line, what advances or changes do you foresee in tech? Mm, that is a big question. <laughs> Tech is going to require you to be more transparent. Mm. I'm going to tell you that. The consumer of the 90s is not the same as the consumer of today. You're going to have to tell the truth. You're going to have to be truthful about what your products are made with or what your company stands for. So like, for instance, even last year, all of a sudden when all these companies was put up, we stand in, mm-hmm. in, in solidarity with black people. And you could go on their website and see not one black person in leadership, leadership right. on the board. And it's like, well, y'all please explain this. So you're really, really going to have to be who you say you really are. That's what's going to, tech is going to, is making it required that, you know, you're going to have, if this is who you say you are, okay, well, then you will need to back that up because, uh, people can pull receipts for themselves now. You right. see what I'm saying? I got you. More transparency, right? More transparency, yes. Wow. Now, let me ask you this question. Mm-hmm. If the internet disappeared tomorrow, what mm-hmm. would Dana be doing? Dana would be talking to... Oh, you said that if the internet disappeared, for some reason, I just my mind just went <laughs> to media disappeared. Yes, if the yeah. internet disappeared, what would Dana be doing? Dana would be still enjoying her residual income from the products that she created. Okay. Um, Dana still know how to get out here and go talk to folks. Uh, (laughs) And I've built relationships with leaders and things like that um, in business and organizations in in the city. So I'll I'll be fine. You'll be Uh, fine. (laughs) I see you. I got you. 
Wow. So what do you like to do on your downtime, Dana? What does Dana do to relax? Because you know, you partner with Google, you know, you got Cheers Creative, your LLC. What does Dana like to do for downtime? Rest is required now. Mm -hmm. And before I get into that, I must say that rest has to be part of your daily routine. If you're trying to be an industry leader in the top of your field, rest, you got to make room for it. You got to make room for it. Honestly, at this point, I like just sitting. I like just completely unwinding and (laughs) turning my computer. Uh, Before the pandemic, it was traveling. I loved uh, to travel. Uh, But now I love to go outside. I love to be in nature, let that sun hit my face. Yes. You know, uh, my children, you know, because of the pandemic, they have found new ways to entertain themselves. So, you know, they'll make up board games and we'll play those board games that they created. Wow. You know, and I love doing, you know, stuff like that. Um, also, I'm goofy. I sing, I imitate voices. I do stuff like that. <laughs> like okay. that. I'm on the phone with my friends. Sometimes I'm on Clubhouse and improv troops. Uh, improv groups, uh, you know, acting silly. Oh, you like Clubhouse? I, I'm yeah. new to Clubhouse. Mm-hmm. What rooms you like engaging in on Clubhouse? Um, I like engaging in the rooms where it's not a lot of people. Um, I kind of, I tend to stay away from the rooms where it's like a thousand plus people in there. Um, you know, in some of the rooms, I've been in rooms where people are dropping real game and it's like 90 people in there. Mm-hmm. And I've been in rooms where it's 1.5 thousand people in there and you know i just kind of tend to just go i want to make intimate connections and i have i've met wonderful people uh from clubhouse so gotcha wow do you think that your uh kids may be interested in the tech world from what you see so far yeah especially my oldest my son is a tech he's he's a techie and he always has been he rigged his AirPods to sound different than everybody else's. And he let me listen to him one day. I was like, how did you do that? Wow. You know, um, but yeah, my, he is, he said, mama, if you give me your business, I'm going to turn Cheers into Cheers Interactive. Ooh, I it's like what, it. What, what he told me, you know, okay. and my, my children were born into, the thing is, these children now are born into it. They're born in, into tech. They, right. you know, they, they they have iPads in their hands. They have phones. And they're born into it. Mm-hmm. You know, they don't know a world without it. Right. These babies be swipe, swipe. I'm talking mm-hmm. about a baby. Swipe, mm-hmm. swipe. They know exactly what to do. Exactly. Yes. Wow. Now, if you had any advice for some mm-hmm. of these aspiring brand ambassadors, you know, mm-hmm any good advice to keep them going and keep them motivated in such a, you know, world that, that has, like you said, a million content creators and a million branding ambassadors. What would you say to them, Dana? I would say, please do not let's, so there's several things. If you're in business and you're trying to bring your business and uh, bring your products and put them out there be patient, know that there is a thousand ways to do one thing and you just keep trying to find what works for you. That's why you have to allow yourself room to make mistakes so that you can, so that you can give up one method for another mm. to see what works better uh, for your business model. Uh, again, don't compare yourself to other people. Don't compare yourself to people that has been out in the game for years. And also you don't know what's going on in people's businesses behind the scenes because you do see a lot on, you, just, you see a lot of picture perfect stuff on the internet. You know, um, don't compare yourself to uh, those images and just stay true to being yourself. And also, when you know that you are enough, you don't bog down your products and services with extra stuff. You know what I mean? Because you don't you don't add extra fluff. You got to be okay with simplicity. Your biggest fight in your business will be that you will fight simplicity. Because we've been taught that excess is what we we've been, we have to work to make the money. We have to add all these bells and whistles for to 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 charge premium pricing, and that's just not true. Mm, wow. Embrace simplicity. Embrace ease early. Oh, early! Mm-hmm. Yes, I love it. Wow, Dana, thank you so much for joining me today. It has been a pleasure talking with you, learning about your life and your journey. I think it's beautiful uh, what you're doing in this digital landscape. 
especially for a person like me that I'm a creative, you know, I want my brand to flourish and grow. So I'm definitely interested in joining Cheers Creative to get some insight. Um, yeah just on how to build from here, you know, cause yeah. you, you, you come to a point where it's like, what do I do next? Like I'm already doing this. I'm already doing that. What's next. Mm -hmm. and, and it's hard to sometimes pivot and transition. So yeah. I applaud all the work that you're doing. I think it's beautiful. And how can everyone, you know, find you on the internet and keep <laughs> up with what you're doing. Okay. So you can go to my company's website at cheerscreative.com. Also, you can go to my personal website, Dana James Mwangi, M-W-A-N-G-I.com. And on there, you will um, find, uh, you will be able to book me to speak, look at some of my um, favorite interviews, uh, work with me one-on-one. -on -one. If you're a, a digital designer needing some career advice, um, also, you will see where you can sign up for my trainings through Go with, Grow with Google, which are all free, and I have several of them a month. So, wow, amazing. Well, thank you so much, Dana James Mwangi. I said it right. I said yes, it you right. Did. You did. You did. Yes, <laughs> I, I love what you're doing. I love what you're doing, especially as a black woman. You know, you are so um, it's such an inspiration. You're you're an inspiration. And like I said, like when I posted that promo, baby, everybody came out the woodwork. It was like, yes, I want to hear this story. So I appreciate you for joining me today, lady. And I know that the sky's the limit. So we're going to see more great things from what you're doing. Thank you so much, lady. Nina, I enjoyed this. Thank you. Yes. I loved it. Loved every bit of it. Thank you. You're welcome. You're welcome.